Tell us about your birthday. <laughs> it was the worst. They made me. We're three hours into our Southwest flight. They stop. They don't stop the plane. They, <laughs> stop the plane. they, they pull make, over in the middle of the ocean. They make an announcement. And they're like, we're so sorry, but we have a couple of announcements. They make me go to the front. They ask me, has a plane full of 200 people ever sung to you on your birthday? And I was like, why would they have? We all put our lights on. It was it was a lot. It was a it lot. Was, oh, man. It was too to be fair, the flight attendants for Southwest, excellent, like A+. Plus. Yeah. Gave me a, uh, a toilet paper birthday cake Yeah, uh, with the little Southwest little stirs uh, as candles. We'll throw a photo of that up there. Yeah, it was yeah, incredible. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was top notch, but as someone who hates being the center of attention, literal nightmare. Like, yeah. It was the worst. Like, Ryan Smith, where are you? Like, yeah. you would hate it. It was, it was terrible. It but was, other than that, my birthday was great. It was a 10 out of so, 10. Cheers. Oh, and of course... The the one and only person who is literally the center of the uh, attention of the video right now was the one that orchestrated the hundred uh, percent every time every time I get on a flight I tell the flight attendants to make some sort of an announcement and if it's not a real announcement it's a fake announcement it's somebody's birthday it's got to be somebody somebody's wants birthday something yeah, or yeah. somebody some well, yeah 100%. yeah right. just planes by myself tomorrow morning at five thirty I'm going to tell them to make an announcement congrats <laughs> to Beta Bay Volleyball Club on a great tournament. <laughs> I'll be the only person who knows what beta bay is. How about uh how about for you, Ariel? You brought you brought the girls with you, so you were Yeah, the girls came with us. Um it was not as bender of a bender as I would have liked it to be a bender, but it's probably good. Take a pause. Um yeah, there yeah, was it was good to have them there. Uh but it's hard to have children and run them around like they're a college volleyball team. So they were at like, they, they were, were at, at everything. everything. They yeah. did not miss anything. They were at serving pass. They were at team meals. They were at, uh, actually they were not at film or scouting report. Slackers. That's the, that's the only thing. That's why that, we couldn't sign out of the four. Classic. <laughs> that's because their mom can barely get through that. So they were like, we were like, we're going to skip that one. But other than that, they were at everything. And uh, Riley fell asleep and was on the jumbotron, which was super cute. And I was on the jumbotron being, sad about Stanford losing and that was super cute and <laughs> Abe was, Wagner was almost on the Jumbotron Abe Wagner was on the Jumbotron took his shirt off and then they panned away <laughs> oh, yeah, from I him. didn't know about this <laughs> you didn't know that I did not know yeah. that yeah they had like some college girls are sitting in front of us and then they panned over to the college girls where they were like hey whatever and Abe's right behind them sees he's on the Jumbotron takes his shirt off <laughs> it was like it was like one of like the flex cams right yeah. so the girls yeah. in the row right in front of them and they're like yeah yeah, they were yeah. like, yeah, they're pretty strong. And then Abe's like, Abe's like this is, this <laughs> no, is no, my no. moment. Yeah, yeah, this is me. It was funny. T- Teresa and then was they, not happy. And then they just panned like, away. <laughs> Inappropriate. We're out. It was incredible. Oh, oh man. I love it. It was That's, great. Yeah. MVP. It was nice because all the parents were there and there was a huge group of people that, um, that traveled. And John's birthday was on Thursday. And so we went to Outrigger Canoe Club for that. And the, big, was, the big 60 for John. Yep. Super fun. Um, Mason was the MVP and babysat the girls for us so that that was the one night that I got to go do something. Shout out to Mason. Nice Shout work. out to Mason. Mason coming through clutch. Um, yeah, it was a fun trip. It was a good trip. Yeah. Ton of yeah fun. Lots of good. Um, my perspective on number one, having you guys there, having Mason there, I thought it was super fun just to kind of see the community around Stanford men's volleyball, obviously like being a part of the staff. 
I'm very biased about everything that goes on with the program. Uh, but getting to have our kids there, I thought was awesome. That's like the first time they've really traveled fully with the team. Um, and you, you had a nice post about it, but just like Costi was incredible throughout all of that. It would have been so easy to, you know, be fully just immersed and caught up in everything that was going on with the team. And obviously John put everything he had into, into the group, the whole staff did, um, while we were there, but to be able to kind of also understand the family dynamic around it and be really welcoming. And that was just incredible. And it's something that I've always wanted to do. It's what I want our kids to experience. Um, so getting to kind of fully kind of live that out was awesome. And of course to you as well, since you kind of carried the, uh, (laughs) the majority of the burden there while we were preparing and doing film and scouting report and, you know, team, team yoga and workouts and all those different things. Um, the girls was, joined in big. yoga. The girls joined in their little. Yeah, stretch. we did our team. We had a team swim, and the girls went out into the ocean with the boys. Um, I mean, yeah, just it's so cool for them. They obviously know like the Beta Bay boys who are on the team, but you know, like Hallie is now arch nemesis is with Ethan Hill because Ethan laughed at her uh, oh, yeah, when she like fell. Can't do that. Oh, can't do that. Uh, huge mistake. Yeah, then yeah, you know, like just seeing Spencer with them. Um, and just a lot of the other, the other boys getting to know them and, and getting to see them interact is super cool. Um, so that was a really special moment. You know, even though we, we lost two tough matches, it was, there were some good things there, um, that I'm, I'm super proud of and excited for as we kind of continue to work forward. And we've got some more trips where the girls potentially will join with the team. And that's a, that's a cool thing for me as a dad, um, to see. So good stuff that came, came from that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that means. The next topic should be our AVCA rankings since Monday is the new rankings as we go. AVCA rankings, uh, closest one yet to like realistic power rankings that we've got. Yeah, getting closer. Getting closer. I mean, that's that's the thing. I mean, like again, it. I don't want to like just you know murder this poll, but like it just seems lazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like Long Beach played great night one. Like I watched sets one and four earlier of both matches. And then the second night, I thought UCLA. I mean, like, I, I didn't think Rowan set all that well night one. They didn't run a lot of stuff out of the middle of the court. And then they came back and, like, they figured it out. Champlin played at the libero. I mean, Sloan comes in and just, you know, has has a monster night. Like, just for them to, like, leave it as much of a gap as they left it <laughs> just seems kind of silly. Um, and then Grand Canyon, right? I think it's the only undefeated team now. Um, but just, you know, hasn't hasn't played a tough schedule yet, right? So it's not a knock on their future performance, but it's just a, you know, how are you going to kind of keep them so high up there yep. until they until they beat somebody? But I'm not, I'm not like bearish on Grand Canyon or anything, um, but I think we'll just, we'll see how that plays out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we got- BYU's at six, Irvine's at seven, Ohio State eight, Penn State nine, Loyola 10. What did you think of the, uh, what did you think of, Long Beach versus UCLA this week. I was stoked. Like I, so I watched it right before I drove down here actually. Um, and like I came away, I was like, whoa, like I was just like amped. Like that was cool. I was like ready to like send the matches to like our, our portal and be like, guys, you have to mandatory viewing. You yeah. gotta watch it. It was, it was really cool. Um, yeah. I mean, probably of the volleyball I've seen so far. I mean, Hawaii is, Hawaii is probably in my top three as well, but like, that was big boy volleyball, and that yep. was those are big time outside hitters. I mean, UCLA's medals are just stupid. 
Um, and then, yeah, I mean, watching Mason Briggs and Ethan Champlin play on night two, like that was really good libero play. I mean, yeah. it was it was just a, it was a lot of fun to watch. So yeah. go watch Long Beach State crowd night one. A couple like bi- a big weekend for men's volleyball crowds. Hawaii yeah, had so too eight thousand on a Wednesday, and then almost. 10, almost 10,000, they were like 9,300 mm-hmm. 9, or something on yeah. the Friday. Yep. Some really big, so two really big crowds at Hawaii. And then you've got Long Beach with a sellout at about 4,300 4, mm-hmm. in the pyramid. So it looks packed. And then it is the, packed. It feels packed. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> it's packed. clear. Yeah. They, they fill it, right? But then you go just under that, like UCLA's crowd at UCLA was just under 4,000, but they're in Poly. So it's like, it just feels a little bit, uh, a little bit. S- doesn't feel packed yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit less but, but still, still a, lot of people. A, a, a big crowd um that was there and in attendance so good some good things kind of being seen um across the board for men's volleyball obviously byu and hawaii are traditionally kind of powerhouses i think long beach state's kind of become a powerhouse in terms of their crowd 100 percent yeah, that's a really is for sure really cool experience in in-house experience when you're there um long beach is for me the best place to watch a volleyball game best place is For that, sure. Is that because they have a bar on the floor? Correct. They having a like luxury box type of thing and being able to like have that experience while watching a game. I don't think that anybody else has that. No, I don't think there is a luxury box experience. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't say the the sandbar is a luxury box, but it's the no, closest but thing it's of a, like an it's, elevated yeah. experience. I mean, th- I think more teams have got to start doing this. But I mean, even for women's games too, like you got to have some sort of a luxury experience at some of these games well doesn't they've got some stuff with like a pvf going on right where they have like couches and like yeah some i don't know if it's like you know tables and like bottle service type of you know kind of ambiance behind the end lines yeah but they've got yeah they've got an elevated experience for sure and i think nebraska has some suites uh like up in like the middle ring maybe uh i thought a lot of those were offices but maybe Man, off the top, where's Spencer? We need him. He's been there <laughs> most on, recently. Wickens, comment yeah. for us. Let us know. We need more elevated experiences at games. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Long Beach. That's that's a cool aspect of Long Beach that that I haven't seen somewhere else. Let's talk about some upsets. Okay, in the past two weeks, there has huge been huge weekend for upsets. There's right? been some big huge. upsets. Uh, I want to start with Damon. You guys see Damon? Sure. Damon College taking I, down Santa we Barbara. We saw it. We didn't watch it, but we saw that they did that. Well, isn't you Gleason's your boy, it. right? I didn't. I didn't watch what. Yeah, isn't Gleason it. your boy? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love Donnie. Yeah, yeah, that guy's awesome. But you didn't watch the. game. I did not watch. The no, game. <laughs> I saw. Yeah, I saw the highlights. You see that they won. I looked yeah. at the stats. Like, can't watch every game on a Friday. Santa right? Barbara didn't exactly. play all of their quote quote starters. Sure, but still, like, they're Division One players. They're, like they're yeah, good exactly. football guys. Yeah, yeah. No, no knock on Dame, Damon. And that they they beat like CSUN Damon, last year yeah, when they were ranked. Right. Like, that's Dave, two years Damon in a row. Has been trending up for the last five years for yeah. sure. That was that was probably the biggest one. Where is Damon? Buffalo. It's, yeah, it's uh, New York. Yeah, yeah it's Oh, like, really? I think upstate. it's I'm sorry, Donnie. I'm pretty sure it's Buffalo, but it's 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 yeah. cold and it's. New York. I want to yeah. say northeast. Cold in New York. Okay, northeast New York. Cool. Definitely New York. Uh, Where is Wiccans? Oh man, Masters. Masters in, oh yeah, yeah. Masters. Masters Northridge. Yeah, first you had Northridge beat Stanford. Okay, then you had Masters beat. Uh, yeah, yeah. CSUN in three. In three. Yeah. Which was with all CSUN starters, which was very impressive as well. They Then they played Concordia and they lost in four. Princeton, I think, dropped two this weekend. Is oh, that true? Really? Hmm. Man, I, I hope I'm not... We can cut this if I'm making this up. No, but I'm, I, like, I think we should keep it. We should just <laughs> I, make everything I'm not up. as confident 
as you are, that we should keep it. Uh, this is where we need a producer to be like, yeah, no. actually, no, Princeton went undefeated this weekend. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Dang it. Lincoln Memorial's on here. That's a good team. They uh, they got some guys. They play good volleyball. I mean, everyone's be- kind of beating everyone right now. Like yeah. USC just beat Irvine. All the 10 to 20s, man. It's just, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cluster. It's all there. over. Yeah. It's great to see for men's volleyball. You got so many different teams that on any given night can win. That has not been the case really the past number of years. There's a lot more parity. I think we're starting to see kind of the the top teams start to separate themselves a little bit. A little bit. But even still, none of them besides Grand Canyon are unscathed when it comes to when it comes to results thus far. Yeah. I still think UCLA is head, shoulders, feet, and toes above everybody. <laughs> I'll stand by it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I do. I think they'll figure it out. Well, I mean, how but you, oh. but that being said, if they don't figure it out, I'm okay with that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sit on a fence. Jeez. Yeah. Good Lord. I mean, so, but like if all of these teams are so, if the parody is like where, you know, where it's good for the sport, right? How do you differentiate? Is it just recruiting? Because there are only so many dudes playing men's volleyball, sure. right? And obviously that's growing and more states have, you know, uh, sanctioned it as a high school sport. And that's that's awesome. And that's that's great for the community. But like, let's say that you're somewhere in the 14 to 20. What do you have to do? International. Yeah, there's, no, I mean. Poland. Yeah. yeah I, I, think, <laughs> I think there's a lot of schools that go international, rightfully so, right? Start thinking outside S- the box. Specifically if you're a school that's not a, like, you know, a recruiting powerhouse come stateside like Mm -hmm. a lot of those southern california schools have that advantage in the sense that there's a large pipeline that sees that as the pinnacle and they want to go there they're like i want to just be in california yeah whereas you get an international kid and they're like i just want to be in the united states you're in the united states that's the win sign me up i'm in i'm good to go um, so international is one. I think style of play is is the other yeah, way to kind of differentiate. That's what I was about to say. Like number one, start training differently. Maybe start start not to say like start training a little bit better, but like maybe start training differently. And number two, throw money at the problem. If these schools invest in their program, if you want to throw money at this issue, you're gonna be. It's not that hard to invest in a good top level men's volleyball program if you put money into the problem. Go hire somebody major. Mm-hmm. Go bring somebody to come in and actually revamp the program. And you're probably going to be in the top 10 easily, if not in the top five. Yeah. I mean, UC Irvine <laughs> back in the day was a good example. Kind of when there was mid-majors kind of made the choice to go after the smaller sports. Like UC Irvine put money into men's volleyball, right? They had they had Spira, they were fully fun, They were fully funded. Um, they went from having, you know, one assistant to... Two, right? Those little things make a difference. And back then, you could get away with just that. And now it's like, yeah, you've got these schools getting even bigger contracts, and all that money trickles down from football to these other sports, where the USC's and the UCLA's and these bigger programs just they just have a bigger budget. But you can, you can still be a mid major and decide that you're going to go big into these smaller sports, like UOP as an example. Mm-hmm. They cut men's volleyball, but they went heavy into water polo. Yeah. Right. They are like, all right, we're going to never compete in basketball. Like we're still, you know, we're still going to spend our money and do our thing there, but we're going to go all in on water polo. We're yeah. going to hire the best coach we possibly can. We're going to give him a max contract to make it as big as possible. So he stays and we're going to give him all the money he needs to go yeah. international. And, and they their team international. is completely international 
and they are legit every year. They're a top five program every single year because they've made that conscious choice of, hey, we're literally branding ourselves as water polo you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And there most certainly can be a more mid-major program that goes, hey, we are men's volleyball you. And I think that the mid-majors that have done that well are schools like Lewis did it have done it well. Lewis and Loyola are like the two that are in the Midwest that did a good job of that and did a good job of it back in the day. I would say like schools like, uh, honestly, like Juniata and like those schools like tried to invest in men's volleyball and they were smaller schools that like really put into, into volleyball and like became powerhouses in where they were at. Um, Springfield can be in that Springfield as well. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Grand take Canyon. Any, take any, yeah, take any of these Grand schools. Canyon, Grand, you yeah. take Grand Canyon and you go, Hey, we're going to, we're going to, we've got a good team. We've got something, we've got something going on here. We're in an air up and coming area for boys volleyball, right? Like Lewis and Loyola kind of rode the wave of yeah, the Chicago. growth of Chicago yeah, boys volleyball. Sure. Whereas Southern California has had a stronghold of boys volleyball. And so they've had a lot of talent over the years. Yep. Um, Penn state kind of pulls all of the East Eastern East Coast talent. They've had a mainstay coach there forever right. who has Pav, done a great Pav job. Has been the guy for them, and so he's super consistent. He knows he knows how this works and how to get to the end uh, and be in position. Um, but yeah, you take a mid major that can just say, "Hey, we're gonna number one. We're gonna throw some extra money at this. We're gonna make sure this team is fully supported, fully staffed with a dovo with two assistants, head coaches, top top of the line head coach. We're gonna make sure that everything they need is covered." and see what they can go do. And you're going to get some results like a Grand Canyon. You're going to get some results like a, uh, an Irvine back in the day. Chad? Yes, Matt? No longer working as a people analytics for whatever tech company. Yep. Can you can you let us know uh, what's what's new? What do we got on the uh, on the Chad Gordon life lifeline here? Yeah, I mean, so we've been working on computer vision uh, for volleyball for the last two years or so, something like that. And so we're now we're signing some stuff with, uh, with volley station and we're going to basically pursue that, bringing that to market through volley station as a, as a great partner, calling it like volley station, AI, something like that. Um, and basically trying to bring volleyball forward as a sport through data and in kind of the same path that NFL, NBA, all these other, big sports have kind of gone through. Um, you know, we're at the nascent stages obviously right now, but you know, it's cool to not have a nine to five and just be working on something, something exciting. So, yep, that's us. So we're talking like some next gen stats type of a deal. Yeah. Player, player tracking, player ID, uh, being able to, you know, just use the video, right. To pick up what's happening on the court, who everybody is and what's going on. And then based on some of that stuff, you can start, building models right to to maybe have the computer tell you what's important or what matters or you know what is good what is hard what is what is whatever yeah so and that you think you coming from a coach perspective looking at what you're building and what you guys are working on how do you see this this thing that you're creating helping coaches how do you see it like what's what do you think the biggest um the biggest factor it is that you guys are going to find for the volleyball industry is it coaching is it um i'm not i'm not sure yet i mean like there's there's obviously a, a sports betting angle of of any kind of data um but i think also the defensive side of the ball is always something that's really hard to kind of quantify and we've seen that in you know the nfl or nba 
and and just being able to put better numbers right you look at a mason briggs he's everywhere right and like you can't right now show the value someone like that brings unless you watch the video if you watch ucla long beach they're passing with three toss goes up and they all shift right same deal as like they start with four toss goes up they all shift and they hide their opposite and mason ends up passing about one out of two balls for long beach yeah I don't know how to credit that right now, right? Because you don't know where everybody is. You don't know where they are at all times. And so I think it'll really open some interesting doors um, on on parts of the game that we that are currently kind of like underwater. Um, but I don't I don't have a better answer now, but come back in a few months. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. I know this is the part where Ariel just like nods her head, but is also just falling asleep yeah. and like she's going to turn have more, a bit. But I, I got more. more I got one more nerdy question to ask <sighs> you. Matt's the worst expected value yeah when you like if someone's following you at at volley dork sure right or excuse me at volley dot dork uh on instagram and they see some of the charts and things that you put up one of the big numbers that you kind of use to quantify your rankings for you know say top back row attackers or top outside hitters or top liberos is expected value Mm -hmm. can you i saw some good conversation on your instagram post about this can you lay it out for the people of what like the easy way to understand expected value is and why it's important to understand. Pretend you're teaching me. (laughs) (laughs) Cause Ariel definitely knows what she's talking about right now. Um, if you shank the pass, your team is in a worse position to score the point. Correct. And then if you were able to score out of that position, you should get more credit than if you were to play that first ball perfectly. Um, it's, I think of expected value. There was there was a great post for like expected goals in soccer, and they like kind of like labeled out a few things of like, oh, you know, ten percent expected goals. It's like I can't believe he like he shot it from you know a hundred yards away. It was unreal, ricochet, whatever. And then like you get all the way to the other end of like, man, this was worth nine tenths of an expected goal. Man, he missed a sitter. It's like the, the goalie's behind him and the guy trips and like he like kicks it out of bounds. Like mm-hmm. kind of thinking about it that way of of how difficult the situation is because all the situations are not equal, right? So if somebody's hitting 300, is that good or is that bad? And if it's your middle, it's probably pretty medium. If it's your outside and all you guys have been doing are shanking the ball and then chucking it high, it's a pretty good number to be hitting out of system. And so expected value, the idea is that you just account for all the situations that you're dealt you aggregate across all of them and then you see like hey based on you know you had 10 situations given the context given the difficulty of all the situations we expected you to hit about 200 right because that's what all of your peers have done given the strength of schedule that your opponent like all of these things hey you actually hit 300 and we want to give you some love for that right the same way of like i guess the opposite is you know you were given five overpasses and you hit all five in the net that's way worse, right? Because you're supposed to win those points, right? Those are just, oh, he missed an e-, like you net while you know hitting the overpass. You get docked a lot of a lot of points there um, because that should be a layup. So that's that's kind of how I would start to think about it. Um, but obviously, that's just attacking, and you can expand expected value to any touch. So blocking, passing, mm-hmm. digging, yeah, right. So that's how you can start to quantify a little bit more of like, all right, what does this libero bring? Yeah. In comparison to maybe the second libero on my on my bench, do I use a defensive libero and a service libero and things along those lines? 
So starting to look more holistically at the entire play rather than just X or kill air in play, right? Does it take into account kind of the quality of your swing if you get them out of system versus if they're in system? Yeah, of course. Right. Because only about 50% of swings, you know, are terminal, right? Either you score, you make an air. Uh, it's a little bit higher on the men's side, of course, but you know, there's a whole other half of attacking that we just ignore, right? You just count it. Oh, it's a wash. It's a zero. Yeah. But if I chip an easy ball again to Mason Briggs, there you go. Shout out. It's going to be perfect. And now you put the other team in an excellent position to score versus, okay, I hit it so hard. Middle back shanks it. Setter has to run off the court. Guys launching a high ball, you know, if you're UCLA, maybe you're okay hitting that high ball. But if you know, you're a 14s boys club team, that might as well be a point for the offense. Like there's no chance those guys are going to score that ball. <laughs> they're going to double the set and they're going to hit it out of bounds. Right. <laughs> so I've, I've basically scored. Um, and, and so you just, you need to, you know, be able to differentiate between those two things because there is a huge value change, not always just in one swing, but like, let's say that you take 10, 20, 30 swings a match. You're talking about a few points, right? A half dozen, dozen points, just in non-terminal value that you could add. Um, but right now, again, right, we just, we count all those as zeros. Yeah. So that's, that's the main goal here. Love it. Volley dork, follow him guys. Or take don't, a, it's fine. Take a look. He's, he's going to be all over your no easy buckets feed regardless. So thanks Dustin. <laughs> all right. What's next on the docket? Ariel, you can, this is the time where you can come back into the conversation. now. I got 17 comments during that whole rant about how women shouldn't be coaches. So it's fine. <laughs> Don't worry. I've got my own thing going on. That's all right. Here. You're not wearing sleeves. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. Hobo coach. Hobo coach. <laughs> I'm wearing that outfit just in different colors right yeah. now. People, people were, gave, were giving her so much flack about her outfit of the cutoff sleeve and the pants that she, out of spite, went on the website and bought every single color of the pants and the shirt and sent it to the house so that she has the same outfit in every different color possible. We're only in Orlando like what nine days? Like, yeah. are you going to get through all of them? Oh, or? don't worry, I've got plenty. It's the day after the Super Bowl. Rest in peace to the Niners. Super Bowl themed question though. Watching all the ads yesterday. If you could get a 30 second Super Bowl ad, had to be volleyball related, but you got it for free, what would you do with your 30 second Super Bowl spot? Okay, I'm going to set the scene. Please. We don't have a scene currently, so someone's got to set it. You know the ASPCA commercial that's like in the arms of an angel? In the arms yeah. yep. <laughs> With a little little puppy shivering in the corner. Yeah, yeah, yes. That song starts. (laughs) Is there a puppy or no puppy? There's a poor little 12s team (laughs) shivering in the the corner. (laughs) They're cheering for their team and they go on to the support court and a referee starts blowing their whistle at them saying, get off the support court (laughs) in the arms of Angel. Tears are shed, and then it, it would and they go, all quit volleyball. And then it would all go dark, and in big yellow letters, it'd be like, "Want to get this rule changed in volleyball? Call this, sign this change.com donate petition. Now. <laughs> donate now <laughs> to ban all referees from yelling at children to get off the your donations. Court. Yeah, keep referees and children off the streets. I think that's an incredible thirty second commercial. So a thirty second ad about getting rid of the rule about kids coming on the sport court. Yeah, it's ridiculous. There's no reason that it should be, we should stop, like, let's stop kids from having fun, even though we've already told them not that they can't play the sport. 
<laughs> You're talking to the kids that are on the bench. Yes. Okay. Like, <laughs> coach decided you can't play. Coach decided they want to play. Like those kids want to be on the court. Let's have the referees yell at them more for cheering for their team. That's a, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard about. Where do you draw the line? Can they? No, they can't go on the court. Maybe like the actual playing <laughs> service. Okay, fine. Illegal sub six. Uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah. Maybe so you they can't sure. go on the actual court, that, but you can step fair. on the sport court. Yeah, they can do anything outside of the outside of the lines of the volleyball court. Yeah, we sure. Talking, we're talking after the rally is done. From the time the whistle blows, they can do. Honestly, I think they should be able to run onto the court. <laughs> but I'm asking for a lot. It's a hot take. I think steps. that, Baby I think steps. that until every volleyball event looks more like six man, I think I'm not going to stop doing this. Like they should be able to go run and cheer and great. And like they have a certain amount of time, but like let's let the kids kid. That's how the commercial ends. Let the kids kid. Let the kids kid. Okay, I like it. Chad? Send me your money. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'd probably take 10 seconds. I don't have a nice scene or anything. Yeah, what's your song? I don't have a song. You can, somebody, <laughs> Who's your spokeswoman? Mine's Jennifer uh, Aniston. <laughs> she's in everything. Uh, D-balls are stupid. Um, <laughs> at least anybody under the age of 17. Why? Do you not like points? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> Expected value zero. zero. <laughs> it's great for the other team. Oh man. Uh or twelves. Twelve D balls. No, that's pipes. D ball and pipe. Anything out of the you're actually probably better in the back row yeah, at twelves. True, true. So set your guy. Uh D balls are stupid. Okay, what happens if like you've got George on your team and you're sixteens? You set in D balls? Probably not a ton. Maybe like one or two. Okay. But I'm not. I'm not blocking it at 16s. No chance. Love that. I'm okay. gonna. I'm gonna give it. To, look, if you can hit a positive number, cheers. Yeah. And agree. if we play you in the finals, and there's finally a guy like George who can get up and just smoke a deal. All right. Hey guys, we're just gonna treat it like they're in system front sure. row. So like it's no problem. We'll adjust in the finals. Sure. Okay. That's, <laughs> oh no. We'll figure it out. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, I'm not gonna base my whole strategy around nope. that. Uh, two. Got to teach the jam. Got off speed. Two hand, one hand, left hand. In the right commercial? Hand. No, no. You, well, I'm not taking my 10 seconds to teach it. <laughs> Maybe a, a QR code. I to thought like you were a, about a to no, 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 no. teach the jam. No, no, no. This is how you, you got to You got to promote it. Uh, again, just even watching uh, earlier tonight, Long Beach, see upon us. He scored triple block and he set it to zone four. And he scored. Okay, so what's in the commercial? Yay, jams and off speed. Be creative. It's Be not. Look, I got. I'll have somebody media direct and produce whatever. I'm the idea guy. I don't <laughs> stop it. Big picture. I didn't tell you what kind of dog you needed in your 12s commercial. All right. So <laughs> golden whatever. retriever, whatever. obviously. <laughs> they want your money. Yeah. Uh, and then third. Oh man. I think you got to train like Milan. Like you got to be able to hit high balls like Hawaii does. Those guys are just unreal. It's. They've been automatic. I literally. I talked to Jones the other day, and I was like, "You ha you have to do this." You have to be able to smoke eyeballs. And I don't think enough teams can. Even watching UCLA and Long Beach, B plus. Hawaii, A. A this weekend. In general. Yeah, A in general. They have you're won right, a couple right, of you're right, you're right, natties. Right. Yeah, yeah, they were you're okay right, in those you're right, two. You're right. You're right. Um, so D yeah. balls are stupid. Train like Milan. Be more creative. All that stuff. People will be like, wow, this, this is Super stupid Bowl commercial. Is weird. Yeah. <laughs> this commercials, there's three commercials in this one commercial. Who's in, in, my, in, my, in my head, when you like, oh, I saw this question, it was more like like the Tim Ferriss, like you, if you had a billboard, like what would you say on it? Like oh. that's kind of how I took it. 
Okay. I'm not like looking for people like, wow, that was the best Doritos commercial of all time. Well, or whatever. Your billboard's very. That's gonna be hard to read as I'm driving down the 101. <laughs> Drive. That's a lot slower. of words. That's a lot There's of words. Traffic when traffic. you're leaving yeah. Stanford. Shut up. You have plenty of time. This dude wrote a wrote an entire novel on this billboard over here. Well, I'm not the creative director of <laughs> this, so I'm telling you, mine's mine's yours gonna is better hit. for mine's gonna hit for views. Hey Matt, what would you? Uh, <laughs> damn it. Honestly, I haven't known the answer the entire time. I've just oh, been right waiting now? for no. I'm like the first thing that comes to my mind if I had a thirty second Super Bowl spot would just be like a QR code with like a person pointing at it. This is such a mad answer. Just a person pointing at this QR code for thirty seconds, not saying anything. Just gonna be a bunch of people that look at, click on it, and it's just gonna take you. To like database summer camps. That's <laughs> <laughs> trying to monetize. It's an this. actual. I'm gonna, I'm it's an mon- actual marketing. I'm going to monetize the Super Bowl commercial, These and we're going to have fully booked database summer camps all summer. This is so on brand for all of us. Like uh, mine yeah, we, was completely. We all suck. Yeah, <laughs> mine was like full on laid out for everybody. Yours was like three high level volleyball things, and yours was a QR code to go make money. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's just where my my brain immediately went to. Is got summer camps coming up. Got to fill these babies out. No one's gonna cry over our commercial, like the freaking Kia with the grandfather's ice skating thing. Yeah, the, no, 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 I'm not crying over the other thing. People would be like the poor twelve year olds. <laughs> the other thing that I would also the other thought I had was just a thirty se- like think of it like a billboard, but thirty seconds of just play mm-hmm. boys volleyball. Can this three dog words. Get out? Just play boys volleyball. That's the other the other one. Just put it on there and yeah, maybe have a stat of like fastest growing sport in the country. Oh, that's a good just one. Just to help, just to help, like, hey, let's just get yeah. people get people looking, and then maybe yeah. a QR code that goes to a thing that's like find the nearest volleyball boys volleyball club by you. I like it. Then you have a listing. Well, I like the. Uh, I know we don't want to you know release too much, but you already put it out on Instagram for the beach club on the sleeve. Just the like, not for everybody. Yeah, not I love everybody. that. Just like. Hey man, well, only the cool kids are doing it. Yeah, exactly. Only the cool kids play boys volleyball. It's yeah. not for everybody. That's it's not. Fine. It's not. It might not be for you. It's that's not, no problem. If it's not for you, that's okay yeah. with us. You like that slogan? I, I loved it actually. I really like. I, I was hoping when I went into the garage, you'd have stuff for me. You know who came up with that slogan? Jackson, the creative director. So not me, Ariel. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure. <laughs> of the, to, of the two of you, who's to, creative? Oh yeah, yeah. I was about to lose my marbles on you taking credit for that. I oh was, no, I'll I'll these, give you these microphones are. We definitely, we definitely have a battle in our house of like who comes up with what. Because we like, there are times where I think I came up with something, and you're like, "That was mine," and then you think you came up with something. I'm like, "No, that was mine." Yes, but we That's have this happened. documented like that you have dementia already, right? Like we know <laughs> yeah. that you can't remember anything. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I know when I came up with something and when you came up with it. I, that was fully. That was fully you. That was that was a good. Honestly, that was me. You you came up with it during our tryouts, and it was like uh, it was like you were you were talking about putting it on our offer letter, and I was uh, like a yes, little. Yeah. I was a little bit iffy on it. I was like, oh, actually, I, I do remember this. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> like on the offer letter to give to kids, being like, not for everyone. I was like. Damn, that's kind of intense. Like, it might be a little intense for tryouts. <laughs> it's boys volleyball. It's not that cutthroat. <laughs> when we talk about like making boys volleyball cool, is there needs to be more media exposure to it. Yeah, there needs to be more people who are willing to you know talk about their experience and be creative with what they do with it, uh, but also just finding ways to make it more of a a thing people want to be a part of. This is something that Dustin talks about all the time. Is like. like 
I want to make this thing cool. Like what, what would I have wanted as a kid? What would I have related to that would make this a something that I would want to be a part of? Uh, and I think there's a lot of different ways to do that. And we need more people who are thinking in that terms to try and make this thing cool.